Hello, welcome to Affable Chat. I'm Benjamin. And I'm Joey. And today we're going to be discussing the major motion picture, 8 Mile, the, uh, starring, starring Eminem. Eminem. Yep. Uh, yes. So, yes, it's a, it, it, and for me, I, I felt like this movie was a uh, maybe a precursor to the very popular Broadway musical Hamilton, as this was a musical <laughs> that was able to bring rap into it in an impressive way, in a way that I think was really enjoyable to the audience. Rap is very difficult to do correctly, and I think that, just like Hamilton, this movie really pulls it off. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> comparison, but I, I agree, actually. <laughs> I think it um I think it does do that, and, it, and the rap really kind of you know got, brings the story along. They, the subtitles obviously make it easier to understand what's going on, but it's also... They also move along with the characters and see how they develop through the raps, which is, um, yeah, it's really neat. I've never seen this movie before, and neither have you, right? That's right. It's the first time um, we've, so uh, yeah, well, it's the first time we've both been is, blind going into a, a movie uh, podcast like this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was a really interesting movie, um, but there are some things I wanted to talk, talk about, so I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, why don't you go um, ahead so and I, hit us with the, uh, with the... What is it? Synopsis. <laughs> synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's called. What is that word? Yeah. Go ahead and give us the synopsis, Joey. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Things aren't looking so good for young rapper Jimmy Smith Jr., also known as Bunny Rabbit, to his friends. Not only did his recent ex-girlfriend take his car, he has to move into a crowded trailer with his mom, and he froze in front of a crowd at, his last, we- at last week's official rap battle. Jimmy's friends do their best to cheer him up, but Jimmy seems hesitant to take their encouragement. Instead, he pursues an opportunity proposed by a local fuckboy named Wink at the local radio station. (laughs) Jimmy meets a new girl named Alex who is super thirsty and has sex with him at work after seeing him rap battle someone in lunch line. Jimmy falls for her until he catches her having sex with Wink at the radio station. Jimmy beats up Wink and returns to his mom's trailer where he is greeted by Wink's friends, the leaders of the free world, they beat up Jimmy as well. Jimmy takes up his friend's offers to rap battle again. This time, he doesn't choke and beats everyone in the tournament, including three members of the free world and last week's rap battle champion. The movie ends with Jimmy walking off and saying he wants to make his own way without help. What do you think? That's pretty succinct. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Hit the high nose. Missed a lot of things, as usual. Well, yeah, and, and I think this movie does have a lot going on, uh, which, well, I, I get it's, it's kind of hard to summarize, but it's just there's a lot of different events. They go to a lot of places, do a lot of stuff, and it's basically just yeah. all building blocks leading up to, like, that final rap battle, uh, trying to keep you that's, on your toes that's right. going into that. And like, yeah, so I would describe this movie as low concept. I recently learned the difference between high concept and low concept mm-hmm. movies, High concept movies are something that's really easy to pitch. It's like a perfect like elevator pitch movie. A great example would be Jurassic Park, which is like pitched with the idea, what if we could clone dinosaurs? It's kind of a what if scenario. I see. What if what if aliens came to Earth and we had to fight them with giant robots, you know, t- classic classic movies like that. Yeah. Um but low concept movies are kind of the opposite where it's hard to pitch them. Like you can't just say, "Oh, there's a rap battle in the movie." Like that's not interesting enough. It has to have some other aspect to it. Um, so I feel like this movie 
which is really character driven and very dialogue heavy and it's all about those kind of subtle interactions between people that that would qualify as a low concept movie so any synopsis is not going to do you much justice um, because there's so much kind of subtlety I guess that isn't isn't uh, available unless you talk about it at length, which we are about to do. Agreed. And one thing that I think is especially, you said, is low concept. Uh, yeah. Low, co- uh, low concept is rapping itself. I don't think that anybody yeah. could ever get the idea of how awesome a rap battle is without actually experiencing the rap battle. Uh, I mean, you can think rapping is cool, and if somebody says he totally right, it's like, wins Yeah, it's like, oh, battle. they talk fast. It's like, in like a, and they rhyme, like... I don't know it's not enough when you actually experience it though then you get yeah that's a really good um, example exactly and that and that's kind of uh, extrapolated across this whole movie with the character mm. interactions and the, the the I would say somewhat low stakes storyline you know it's these aren't <laughs> you know this isn't a billionaire rapper rapping to like you know become the king of the rap game this is you know a poor kid in Detroit trying to use his genius for lyrics to get him out of all of his like pro- his, problems well, I guess. <laughs> but not even that no. yeah yeah i would to- totally describe this as low co- like low stakes um yeah so one thing i want to talk about is like how much do you know about eminem's real life and how like this movie isn't really based on his life right right so i thought that this movie was the eminem origin story because i do know he's from detroit but yeah. i i don't know any specifics and the fact that his name in the movie is jimmy smith jr uh, threw me for a loop, so I, I, I'm not really sure how much of this is real or intended to seem real. Well, Eminem himself said that it was more about growing up in Detroit than it really was about him. Um, and uh, there are some things that are similar, like you know, he, he and his, his mom didn't have a very good relationship, and his mom did live in a trailer and did play bingo. His mom actually sued him once for a song that that he wrote about her. Is that? I don't even know all the Eminem songs, but I think there's one. The where... song is called. Hold on, I can figure it out. Because I think there's I'm a song called up. like "I'm Sorry, Mama." Yeah, he's written many songs about about her. Um, I just feel like if he uh, wrote it, a, it was in it was one of his first um, uh, the some shady LP, which is one of his first albums. Okay, the, like the one the one of the first ones that went really popular. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, that's the whole thing is he talks about his, his real life and his problems and stuff. But that's something else I want to get into later. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, but he does. But like other things that are similar, like the, the whole paintball scene when he's doing the paintball drive through thing or drive by when he's painting up the town. Um, but he actually did get arrested. Eminem got arrested uh, for paintballing things in his town, but he didn't get charged. Um, well, he got charged, but he the guy who uh, was prosecuting him never showed up. So he never went to jail for it or anything. I did uh, when that scene happened. I was wondering why they included it in the movie because it didn't. It didn't seem like there was a specific reason for it besides it reinforcing the fact that they're like young troublemakers to some extent. Yeah. But there's also other parts of the movie where they try to reinforce that they're not necessarily just troublemakers, right? Um, That's true. So it's nice to know that I guess maybe the reason was to reference something that happened. In real life, because especially yeah. shooting a cop car with a paintball gun is pretty silly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty risky, right? Like, it's not going to do anything, but it's just like no. Wait, not to really mention that anger he someone. was the in the driver's seat, hanging out yeah. the window, like very illegal. 
for no reason. Like, oh, you got him. You put paint uh, you on got a cop him. car. Yeah, you need to get arrested for that stupid prank. Oh, what did you get him put in jail for? Oh, shot a shot a cop car with yeah, a paintball. Actually, gun. one of my favorite quotes from Eminem is, "It's a prank, bro." <laughs> When the cops are arresting him for paintballing their their cruiser. <laughs> Classic. Yes. Well, well, um, I I want to I don't I don't mean to derail your conversation. No, just ahead. kind of transition from it is, I like how this movie is about, you know, growing up in Detroit, just being in Detroit. Uh, as a person yes. who's not from Detroit, it's a very, uh, it's it's a very American city. It's a very iconic American city that you don't really see represented in a lot of pop culture a lot of times. No, because it's really bad there. <laughs> right. And- um, I mean, well, there's this great uh, quote from DJ Is. Um, he says, How many abandoned buildings are there in Detroit? How are you supposed to take pride in your neighborhood with shit like that next door? And how does the city, does the city tear them down? No, they are too busy building casinos and taking money for people. Um. And yeah, this is, I mean, really true. And they show you, show you like the dirty parts of Detroit. They show you all the abandoned buildings and all the shops that aren't open anymore. You know, there's and then trailer parks and stuff. Even the places that like are like thriving, like the factory and stuff. It's all dirty and like, you know, very, you know, kind of grisly. Yeah. But I don't know. This is a place where people live and people do take pride in it and stuff. And I mean, that's kind of what's what makes um, Eminem such a good rapper in a way is like his humble upgrade ringing. Well, I think that part of being American is rep- is it's a very diverse place to live, but mm. we value all the different places. You know, we don't yeah. we're not all from New York City. We're not all from L.A., despite what you'll see <laughs> in culture. And if, as a, as a person who is from you know bumfuck nowhere USA, uh, it's cool to see a, you know a movie about and, and obviously Detroit is more uh, important, I guess, or more relevant than where I'm mm. from. But I'm still I identify with these guys who are, you know, proud to be from where they're from. They are they identify with being from where they're from, even if it's yeah. even if it's been largely forgotten by the rest of the country. Uh, one of the things that really struck me was when Eminem had to take the bus to work, and he's uh, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, Jimmy Smith Jr. A.K.A. Uh, Bunny Rabbit. Bunny Rabbit. Yeah. B Rabbit. B Rabbit. When he's riding the bus and he's working on his rhymes, uh, he's looking out the window and it's just terrible out there and it it, yeah. it it the camera lingers on the poverty the just expansive poverty that's going on in detroit as he's riding the bus into detroit uh so i i think that I, I, it was just interesting for me to 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 get a first-hand look at how bad it really is and, and how it's still part of the same country yeah i think that's definitely like the best part of this movie is like the setting i feel like it's it really does feel real it really does feel like um, he's showing you something that is like where he really grew up and everything. It, um, I don't know. It brings attention to something that, that there's not a lot of attention to, which like, like you said. And how, yeah. And everybody's dealing with not having money. It's, it's kind of like the whole community. They are always giving each other rides in the car. And the fact yeah. that, that when, when they're doing the sweet home, Alabama freestyle and they're working on the car, once they get it fixed, they decide we're going out on the town tonight. Because if that yeah, car man. wasn't fixed, they would have no way to go out on the town. Like that's <laughs> that's just how, the life they live. And they, those other dudes who don't have a car are just chilling, hoping that someone else with a car can someone else will pick, pick them up. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the thing is, it's not. 
I feel like if that was something that I experienced in my real life, I'd be like, Look, who's this bum ass who can't get themselves to like, you know, meet me at the restaurant. They'll make, <laughs> right. Because everyone, you know, has a car. Exactly. But in here, it's a very normal to be in a tough situation. It's, uh, yeah. it's just a different, you know, they kind of, obviously I, I can't, I don't know if it's super realistic, but it seems like a realistic view of, uh, like a community that is all in poverty together, impoverished together. Uh, it, yeah, it's interesting definitely. look at that. So yeah, kind of transitioning from that there, uh, it's interesting how Eminem kind of portrays himself in this movie. Like, Obviously, he's saying, like, oh, this isn't really me. This is just kind of, like, another rapper from Detroit who's also white and deals with all the same things I've dealt with. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting how he kind of dodges around that a little bit. But I think he kind of dodges around a lot of stuff in this movie. Like, I don't know, the whole thing is about him accepting where he, who he is and where he is, right? Like, that's, that's what gives him the strength at the end. You know, he's throughout the movie, he's constantly, you know, he's ashamed of where he lives. He's ashamed that he lives with his mom, and he's like, he works at the factory and everything. But at the end, you know, he accepts all of that in order to undercut the other guy and keep them from, you know, destroying him in the rap battle. Yeah. Um, and so he kind of comes to accept who he is at the end and be proud of where he came from and all that. Um, but, like, is Eminem doing the same thing in this movie? Like... First of all, he's not—he's never really shown to make any mistakes. Not—not not exactly. Like he does beat up a couple guys, but they all definitely deserve it. Um, and like I guess he's—he's he's kind of seen as a kind of a bit of romantic. Like he—he he gives up his car to his ex-girlfriend, and then he kind of falls in love with Alex, even though she's kind of you know really wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really flaky. So like I guess there's kind of a like a a romantic side to that which i totally see as a a good thing i think i like that part i like that that um portrayal of him because it makes him seem more like an art an artist um it does seem like he kind of works hard like he's definitely always like rapping and like working on his stuff but he's it's never really like an obsession at least you know he always kind of goes around kind of doing what he needs to do yeah it kind of seems like his uh his skill on the mic doesn't take a whole lot of work it's more of just a talent he has yeah, exactly. You know, and everyone just kind of tells him how great he is and how he's, like, going to take them to the next level. Um, even, like, Alex, like, before she even hears him rap, she's like, oh, you're going to be great. It's like, you never even heard me speak, woman. Like, and, <laughs> what are you doing? And we never hear a bad verse out of Eminem. No. Uh, uh, well, out of anyone in this movie, really. Everything's fire. That's a good but, point. Um, you know, that, I can take that. You can you can make criticism about that, but that's kind of on purpose. Right, right. Well, I guess they have. Uh, well, because the only time we see him fail at rapping really is when. That's when he, he doesn't even try. Exactly, he doesn't say anything. Uh, so it's more of a, a like an amazing rapper with stage fright as opposed to somebody who has to work to become the greatest. Right. He he, be, yeah. he comes off the bat as the greatest, and it has to deal with kind of the circumstances of his surroundings that which you know is a different focus. Uh, but it it definitely cheapens it a little bit. The fact that he yeah. is as good as the real life Eminem at freestyle rapping, right? Without any like build up to without that. showing yeah, us the process, see, and you never see him break up with his girlfriend, and you don't see him lose the car or anything. You know, all the stuff, all the kind of the bad stuff that happens to him, kind of happens off camera. I mean, there is a couple things like I mean, Alex cheats on him and everything, but like, was she ever really with him? And like, she, he totally gets revenge for it in two different ways. Yes. Well, so it, like. And also you know, his girlfriend. I feel like he. I feel like he's he's trying to show himself as like the 
underdog and like as this guy who came from nowhere but he's also like showing himself as as the greatest and like he's succeeding no matter what like is very self-indulgent i feel like yeah and and i mean part of that is keeping up his brand right because eminem is supposed yep. to be in the conversation for the the best ever um which is also hilarious because there's like there's definitely a stereotypical like kind of like white dude who thinks oh eminem is legitimately the greatest <laughs> rapper of all time like oh dude he's so good have you seen eight Mile? oh uh, yeah the speaking speaking of like like lose yourself is like how white people love lose yourself yeah like I, I totally wholeheartedly subscribe to that stereotype. <laughs> I now have a greater appreciation for Lose Yourself. I, I thought Lose Yourself was totally overplayed. Grammy, uh, Academy Award winning Lose Yourself. Yeah, no, and the thing is, it's a great song, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of great songs that have been overplayed. Now that I've seen the movie, I get a little bit more of what's going on in this song, uh, which, because they, they play it for the closing credits, and I listen to it yeah. the whole way through with kind of a new appreciation with my new knowledge from the movie so but but i liken that to another self-indulgent movie starring someone who isn't an actor uh, space jam whenever the come on and slam if you want to jam i will always get down to that song because it has this great movie associated with it as that's well. not that's not a county award winning space jam uh, fair remix. enough i don't think it's it's be- i don't think it's better than Lose i'm so yourself. much more fan of the space jam remixes than i am of the original song personally well, yeah, and uh, I, I, I love the subreddit that gets those out. It's like r slash come on and slam. Check it out if you're looking for your... You, oh, I looking, will check it out. You're looking for your uh, <laughs> That sounds, like, sounds like my place. But, uh, my kind of place. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that song now, I guess, has a little bit more meaning to me because it's definitely there, this movie's song. There's one other thing. Um, is like Eminem has been accused of being... Uh, homophobic several times yes i did want to talk about this because i have opinions because, on this. yeah because um a lot of his like lyrics say stuff of like like faggot and queer and stuff but he always defends this as being um just like words that they're not associated with like being gay they're just like words that um he, that are used as general insults i guess yes you know no and you know, i, like, I m- think like moron or idiot yes yes because those words can be construed too like uh if you call someone like a maniac, I think it's like disparaging the people with manic yeah. disorder and stuff. And it's the thing is, nobody is like like let me insult you, but also I'm intentionally disparaging a, like a group of people. <laughs> like I, that's not going through anybody's head. And I know it's, <laughs> it is going through some people's heads. I, I guess so. And it's tough to because as you get closer to the line, like some words are definitely a little bit more associated with it. Like I I, I do yeah. feel like people who say faggot a lot of the times are saying that because they not only disapprove of homosexuality, but also think that they're trying to hurt your feelings. Like that's, that's also their intention. So you do, it is kind of a hard line to walk, especially in 2018. Uh, But I think that his, the way that he treats the only homosexual in this movie uh, is a little bit of a credit. I feel like is very reactionary. That's what I feel like it is. I feel like it's a blatant thing where it's like, Oh, this guy is gay. Let me, let me write this whole scene where I defend him and become friends with him. Like, you know, it's like, oh, let me, I'm, I'm so, like, I'm so not homophobic. Let me put this in my movie. Dude, like, I honestly, I'm surprised that that wasn't, like, something they retroactively put in the movie to defend against people who are getting offended and, you know, now. Because yeah. I was like, wow. Because I've heard all these criticisms of Eminem with his, because he said faggot in a lot of his songs. Uh, and people yeah. get really offended by that word. Tyler, the creator, says faggot, and uh, rather he used to, and more of his kind of like horror core stuff, the stuff that he was coming out with when he was first gaining popularity. And he even blatantly says it. He's like, 
he's like uh i like he one of his things he's like i'm not homophobic faggot like he says that like to you and because he does he's not right people he's trying yeah people want to be offended will find a reason to be offended he's trying to disconnect the word yeah exactly. i understand and, um and i think that's how Eminem yeah i mean like Eminem, yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think he actually is homophobic, but I just feel like this is a very like reactionary thing. Like, he's he's showing how not homophobic he is by putting this scene in there. Although that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because he does rip into Exhibit. Yeah, <laughs> Exhibit. The like, I only think I know Exhibit from is from that meme yep. where he talks about like the Yo Dog meme. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Cool. Because the other thing, as I, I uh, because I do think this movie does a lot to. Or, or does something to try to promote uh, people who are disenfranchised, like uh, disparaged groups of people, which the poor, homosexuals, and now also female rappers. Because there's actually a couple That's of right. female rappers in this. And female rappers basically don't exist. Uh, Cardi B is huge right now, and she's kind of but like changing the whole game. I, I, like, I like her songs. I, I don't think that there is, there's anything she said so far that's like, shattering the world but what she really is doing is being a popular female rapper Nicki minaj has kind of done it but she did it on the yeah. backs of a lot of rappers who were kind of doing it to do it right like ymcmb right. is a collective and they were all supporting each other cardi b literally came from nothing she was a stripper not too long ago and she decided no I, i'm gonna become like an amazing female rapper and have you heard of uh carmen she's a singer on youtube she raps incredibly yeah see and like yeah. it's the the game is changing and Eminem, I, I, I think at this point, maybe he saw that, or at the very least, he wanted to say it is possible. That's a really good point. And yeah, I think it, you're right. It definitely is like a trying to represent all the different aspects. So saying like rap can come from anywhere. Um, and you know, look, look where it comes from in this movie. Yeah, I, I like that. I think, you well, you can also liken it to him being a white rapper, too. Uh, That's true. You, I didn't really think about that, but you're definitely right. Well, because this movie, I mean, when we're watching this movie, right, for the first time we know eminem is good we've seen yeah. him for years uh, yeah but that's the thing is like anybody who watches this movie is gonna know that like everybody who watches this movie is only watching because eminem is in it and they know how it ends because otherwise you wouldn't know who he is <laughs> yeah well yeah true but he also in the movie they don't know that right so they treat him a little bit like right. a rap outsider in fact he gets in a little bit of a scuffle with the bodyguard at the or the bouncer at the beginning of the movie because yeah. basically because he's white and they don't try to like throw that straight out there um but he's like it doesn't belong because he's yeah, like yeah. one of the few white guys who's at the shelter uh which was i, I thought was the a, only other like white guy in this movie is um bob. well michael shannon but also uh his his friend mc bob mc, MC bob Cheddar. i love him i love mc bob <laughs> oh my god he's such an idiot he's just like the characteristic idiot that they carry around. He is so dumb, though. He does, like, very <laughs> recklessly stupid things in this movie. Yeah, he does. He shoots himself in the leg. Yeah, he shoots himself in the leg after almost shooting any number of those guys. And also, basically, yeah. he almost kills Eminem and forces Eminem to do the least climactic parkour jump onto a car I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. He, like, looks, I was wondering what the point of that was. Like He's, like, looking around. He, like, gets out the window, and then he's, like, there's a car there. And he jumps to the car, and he's totally fine. <laughs> and jumps down, like, oh. Maybe they're trying to say something about how, like, the auto industry saves Detroit from, like, the burning Ooh, recession. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that was good, man. <laughs> but, but like, they decided, ah, nah, we'll just cut it. And then they just made maybe, it a jump onto a car. 
like yeah, Eminem was supposed to recite a monologue about how he appreciates like the government subsidizing of <laughs> the automotive co- <laughs> companies that are like headquartered in Detroit to like provide jobs for the local people. No, I have to admit, <laughs> I like I lost respect for their crew when they had some casual arson under their belts. <laughs> <laughs> well, is casual arson for the sake of bettering the neighborhood? Is it though? Like, well, because somebody got raped are, in there, a little girl, are, like. You guys don't know anything about fire like what if it spreads to another house that has people in it like yeah yeah i mean obviously mc babu almost burns down that like m&m inside the house like they need to no okay some first off somebody should have been so they should have a handler for mc bob because he they would just finish like dumping gasoline everywhere in this house and he's like oh my god yeah and just throws <laughs> throws like the, he lights it while they're still in there while they're all standing there yeah and and eminem definitely down not downstairs so yeah uh, the thing is yeah i felt like that was interesting that they included that especially because that was just like a late night thing they did although yeah. pulling it back just a little bit remember they went there after they were at like the club or whatever um, so, yeah, then they went to Wink's house, right? Right, and Wink invited them back to their place. And honestly, like the Wink's kickback at the crib, at, like after they went to the club, is exactly the type of kickback I'm trying to go to, dude. Like <laughs> they were, they were like dancing and dancing, like having a good and, time, like, playing games. Yeah, like it looked like a pretty just, like, good around, having they, a good time. They had yeah. just met some of these girls, and they were just chilling. no shoes. Yeah, like. I don't know, dude. Most of the kickbacks I'm going back to is just more drinking. (laughs) I got to find out. I got to go to Detroit and have a real chill kickback with these people. Yeah, and then burn down a house. Yeah. Well, and see, that that is where I guess they lose me because they're having such such a good kickback, and they're just discussing that rape, which just bring up rape real quick. And uh, Uh, many times, a couple times, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, but hey, Eminem, that could have been your sister. And he's like, it's like, we have to burn down every abandoned house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's still like a really screwed up thing to say. What to? Bur- oh my gosh, to burn down every to house. Say like, oh, you no no to say like, oh, that could have been your sister. It is, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could say anything could have been anyone you know. Like that's just a hypothetical. Uh, it's, it's kind of alarmist if you ask me, but. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. I'm not exactly sure why they included that in this movie. Besides, maybe it was like a cool scene for them to be like standing next to a house that's on fire. It's on fire. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of it, I guess. I just don't like, I don't know. Arson is a very irresponsible thing to just do while you're drunk. So just not, <laughs> I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, so let's talk a little bit about future. Yes, future. Um, so... Future is is like well, the movie Eight Mile has a bunch of people in there that are fictional, right? Um, but Eminem obviously is like kind of is a real person, I guess you could say. Um, but Future is supposed to represent like Eminem's friend in a way, if that makes sense. Like his his friend when he was growing up. I would okay. Um, what was his name? The actor or? No, not the, the actor, the, the friend, the friend, the real life friend. Uh, Proof, that's his name. Um, he was a, a, a like a rapper that encouraged Eminem and like he was, rep- he kind of is represented as Future in this movie. Okay. Um, although there, isn't there a rapper named Future? There is a rapper named Future who I think his 
uh, now or his reputation has probably surpassed the fictional future in this movie. His future is pretty uh, cr- like he's pretty successful. Yeah, I was like, oh, is this the same guy? But no, it's not. It's F- similar guy. Future is an awesome rap name, and I I love how he kind of divulges explains how he got it. Yeah, uh, to that girl, which he's real smooth with. Uh, like, imagine that. Yeah. That's the goal right there. If you ever rap, is to be legit enough that you can tell a girl <laughs> that you just met that you rap, and then she wants to do you. Like, that's <sighs> the goal because. I feel like <laughs> if you tell a girl's like, yeah, baby, there's a lot of SoundCloud rappers check out, out there my, who wish yeah. that was the thing. Check the link on my Twitter bio. Check out my SoundCloud. <laughs> 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 and then, yeah, you know I'm saying that, that guy gets that oh guy gets rejected so quick. So, uh, yep. big ups to Future for being well known uh, rapping. Yeah, I really like what he says about his name. It says sometimes you find your name, and sometimes your name finds you. Yeah, and I actually so, think so cool. that. Um, your name like your name finding you is the best way to get a nickname because if you just oh, definitely. if you tell people that you have like this is my nickname call me that now it's kind of it's no it never works yeah. there was this kid on the on the quidditch team um when i was playing quidditch in, in college yeah who tried to get his own nickname started and like to the point where he would even tell us he would he would hesitate to tell us his real name <laughs> he would he would only go refer to himself as his nickname that he wished to be called what was that and his, his, uh, his, his nickname was The Truth with two O's. <laughs> Why? Because, I don't know. Because he's a cringy guy. <laughs> Why two O's? Why does that matter? I don't know. <laughs> There's I, no I, other I, meaning? He just said it? I I have no idea, man. I, like, I didn't know if there was like two. We never wanted to go. We never dove deeper. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, actually. That's what funny. was so funny is that I actually got a nickname organically. They called me Joe Face. Just because they... One day they couldn't remember my name. <laughs> I just remembered to start with Joe. I don't know how they. I don't know how that happens. That's the best way to get a nickname. Although, yeah, but that was like my nickname, and I didn't like. I didn't do anything to encourage it. I was just. It was just given to me. Yeah. But unlike the truth, who tried to. Like, see, for um, for me, nicknames like that, like n- nicknames that include your actual name, are like tier one for a nickname. That w- is that like good or is there? Or is there oh upper yeah. Tiers? I guess maybe not tier. I would say that's just level one. Level okay. one, okay. Le- like, once you get to level two, I, I hesitate to say two because it- I don't want to make two seem like the limit. But like, what do-, what do you mean? Like, do you mean like an extraction? Extraction? I guess. Extraction? Hold on. L- let-, let me just get to my point, and then maybe we can decide <laughs> yeah. on the increments later. But like, level one sure. is getting a nickname that's related to your name, like, yeah. uh, like something inspired Benji by boy. Benjamin. Yeah, Benji Boy would be like a level one nickname. A level sure. two nickname, or something that surpasses level one, would be a nickname okay. that comes organically out of something you've done or is something that makes mm. you who you are uh for instance i i heard of my, my friend is in the military in the military there's a lot of moving around there's a lot yeah. of people entering and leaving your workplace and they like him and two of his friends were already they were all close and then they got a new guy who kind of joined their friend group so they started calling him squid because uh he was like the new guy from rocket power who they called squid and gotcha. that and then you could reach the tier three where the nickname evolves based on what things about him so whenever he was having like a uh whenever he was having like a bad day or he like messed something up they would call him squidward he's like oh it's squidward you know like that was like he had he had kind of messed up or done something yeah, yeah. and then if he did well then he was calamari because like he was like oh yeah that's like top tier you know and that is a uh, way more you know i haven't even met this yeah. i haven't met squid 
But his nickname is interesting enough for me to tell you about it. No one's going to yeah. be like, oh, there goes Benji Boy. You know, that's just... True. That, I don't know. It's There could be a that's million like a, that's Benji like a, Boys. That's like an, an affectionate name. Exactly. And, uh, right. and I, like those Squid are, like, replaces his name. Yeah. And I, those are the ones that I strive to give to other people if I can ever influence mm. a nickname. Instead of just something derivative of their actual name. What about like what about a nickname that just like evolves over time, right? Like you give someone a nickname, uh, and then it evolves to something else, and then you start calling them that instead. I I actually wouldn't Is have that any, still level two. I, I wouldn't have any experience with that at first hand. I don't know Not what you could. Po- I don't know what you could possibly be referring to, but I. I that would see. That's why I just have hesitate to do levels because level <laughs> level one. I feel like that's still level two though. Like it doesn't it doesn't go like I feel like in your description level three would be like occasional, right? Like you only get that far oh, okay. sometimes. So so yeah, you sti- but you're always at level two, right? So it's like a mega evolution for Pokemon. Sure. Which because don't they? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, <laughs> I don't actually. I was hoping you would. Okay, let me try to bring <laughs> us back in here. You try to bring us back in here. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Most but no, I think I think Future is like a really good friend. He does all the, like the really good friend things. Yeah. In this movie, he's constantly trying to build um, Jimmy up. You know, he's constantly telling him, "Hey, get back out there." You know, he's challenging like, him, putting him out, putting him in situations where he has to rap, um, in like trying to like build his confidence because he knows he's been shattered after this last battle and everything. Yeah. And you know, he's uh, he's like super fair too because he runs the rap battles but he's always like you know he keeps the time at the right time and everything he's he's very serious about what he does um you know which is like it's a testament to his character i think well he um, he, so yeah. he almost uh tries to help jimmy to a fault to a point of frustration for jimmy who yeah. uh doesn't want to just become the next future uh and that's a big point of realization for him uh in, in future like the good friend that he is eventually matures and realizes that they do have yeah. a spat when Eminem first confronts him about it. Yeah, he tell, tells him Future tells him to do what he wants to do. Right, and but then Future realizes that Jimmy has to do this himself, and uh, without even having to apologize, Future, uh, you know, is cool with him again, which I thought yeah, was really comes mature. back in. And he's like, "Don't even worry about it, man." Like, yeah, exactly. Um, and like he has that whole altercation with with Jimmy because Jimmy's trying to pursue that opportunity with Wink, um, but of course. Um, Future like doesn't doesn't see a future. Future doesn't see a future with that because um, he knows that Wink isn't very trustworthy. Um, so he's just looking out for his friend. You know, it's not even about jealousy or anything. So yeah, so I super, I like Future a lot. I think his character was awesome in this movie. Yeah. So let's um, talk about some of the, like the crew, perfect. right? So sure. um, Future was the host of the rap battles. He'd been doing that for about two years, which was a uh, something that he was really proud of, but also uh, he felt a little bit stagnated. About yeah, that. he was kind of stuck in it almost. Right, but he was know? good at it, and and it does help him to be well known. So I I think that there's you know there's more to I, for me I think that's pretty good, and he could potentially go even higher. Better he's doing better yeah, than people was, in the crowd. It was interesting how like there's different aspects, right? Like Wink wasn't a rapper; he was just kind of like almost an agent. Yeah, and then Future is kind of like a facilitator. He's almost like a producer. Um, so it's like all these things that are crop up around the world of rap. It isn't just about the talent. Yeah, and it gives these people something to do, something to be productive and contribute to their community. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, Wink was such a – he was always trying to hustle, which I didn't yeah. I didn't understand why Eminem and his boys took such offense to it because I felt like Wink was just trying to get his any way he could. And it wasn't about picking somebody over somebody else. He was trying to help everybody, you know? 
Yeah. He's like, if you got talent, I I will get you out of the well, ghetto. I thought it was just Future because Future knew that Wink had failed all these other th- times, so he was the one that was pushing him down, um, and making everybody sour toward him. Well, Eminem seemed totally o- receptive to him. Yeah, so, and, and see, I, or Jimmy, I mean, I don't know the extent of the failures of Wink's past, but just having, I guess, knowledge of music, having more people hear your music is j- almost always a better thing than not yeah so like having studio time recording your stuff getting it out there is better than just you know just chilling i don't know how many times these record labels come to the rap battles at the shelter right so right. i i didn't completely agree with future's opposition to wink's you know conglomerate he was trying to form of all the detroit rappers uh, as much as i thought that the free world was a bunch of fuck boys i still thought if <laughs> if they had the talent and wink has the connections yeah why not why not know, they're just like a rival group yeah I, again they're, they're gonna shit on you and you guys get in little fights whatever but don't was gonna die don't was pull guns at each other don't beat wink up because of that Be- beat Wink up because he's fucking your girl sure yeah uh, i have no problem with that and that's why Be- wink ended up getting beat up but they even did that like pull over and just start a rumble on the side i for a second i had, I had to like uh rub my eyes and look at the screen because i wasn't sure if i was watching eight mile or west side story the way these boys were <laughs> rumbling on the streets it was uh <laughs> yeah all the snapping made it confusing yeah and okay well it <laughs> really good but shift in tone <laughs> it was a musical you know it just it's all the same to me at some point but um i I thought it was interesting that the presence of a gun held so much weight because I wasn't sure what to expect yeah. from the like ghettos of Detroit, but I kind of s- assumed just gangster rappers would be toting Glocks and that was part of their persona. Uh, but it seemed really rare. I, it seemed, uh, in fact, I think it was just right. Like when he, yeah, when 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 Bob pulls out that that the the gun, they all kind of freeze and they're like, all right, like. This is not as far as we wanted to go. We just want to rough each other up, you know. Yeah. We're, we're not actually trying to kill each other. Right. And Papa Doc is the like the only other character that, who has a gun in the movie. Uh, yeah. So it's like something. But he that... fires it in the air. He doesn't. He doesn't. Never points to anybody. Yeah. And well, and it's just no one else even sh- like brandishes um, a weapon. So it's just yeah. I don't know how hard it is to get a gun in Detroit. I thought that crime rate was pretty high that everyone would have one, but. Uh, in this movie, I think they try Guns to... Guns cost movie just like everything... Money, just like anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I said. Is that... No, wait, do you think that that's the reason they didn't have guns? They're like, ah, it's too expensive. <laughs> just two pistols. Why not? That makes sense to me. Well, I think they're trying to go for a realistic portrayal of Detroit, and maybe they're trying to push the idea that you can be a tough guy on the block without having to kill anybody. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just felt like... Yeah, I like that too. I felt like this, ga- this movie was mildly... Are subtly and like anti-gun because they, uh, I guess okay. not anti-gun, but it, it had opportunity to be very pro-gun or to glorify gun violence or even uh, vilify gun violence, and I think it just kind of avoided it altogether. That's a really good point. So yeah, the other other uh, crew members are uh, DJ Is and Soul. They're brothers. Um, and DJ Is is like the uh, the philosopher of the group. He's always like spouting stuff and always telling them to shut up. I love him. He's so woke in tw- it's like 2002. Hey, remember? Because they're in the club and there's this obviously like somewhat uh, this was woman who is uh, the lady of the night for one of their crew members. And he's like, yeah. respect yourself, sister. Like he's like trying to empower her. <laughs> that uh, it's like, you don't have to just find some guy who will fuck you. Like you, you have worth. Yeah. And <laughs> no one's trying to hear it. No, like nobody yeah. cares. They're like, Hey, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
yeah, he was good. I liked him. I liked his addition. And I liked Saul, too. I thought he was kind of like a, a real human character, you know? He's always talking about getting bitches and getting rich and everything. Yeah, he's got his head in the clouds. He's actually in... Uh, he ends up playing... Have you know that show Baller? Or Ballers on HBO? Ballers? Yeah, what Yeah, about he's it? on that show. He plays a retired... Okay offensive tackle so he's like a big boy like huh. his size is definitely realistic for the nfl uh so he actually in some capacity does have the bitches in that one um actually huh. well i think, he, I think he's married but he has a hot wife uh but in the in the show but uh it's interesting to see him play the impoverished role in this uh in this scenario but uh that whole definitely. that whole squad like the little uh the crew there i thought it was the 313 the what the three one three. Oh yeah, the three one three or three one third, and they uh, yeah, yeah. They, they they definitely repped hard, which I thought was cool that all the little rap groups had names and they would always like yell them out. Oh, <laughs> thought it was cute. They all had their old. Oh names. yeah, well, me and my friends, <laughs> they all had matching me and my t-shirts. friends used to rap in high school, and there are other like groups of kids who would rap in high school. We all had our names. <laughs> And they would fight in the hallways. Yeah. <laughs> we would create. Well, we did actually have a rap battle. Uh, no not way. like did not in person, but we did uh, competing tracks. Like th- this, ah. we had been an established rap group for a while at our high school. We had been making songs, and this other rap group, some guys that we knew, formed their own rap like conglomerate. And their first action was to make a diss track <laughs> call about us yeah that first thing they worked on together was dissing us so <laughs> oh, so, so we funny. had to come back and flex on them that's got that's gotta be a compliment actually the what that's gotta be a compliment it is well i guess so we were also i don't know we're the that's all they were thinking about all they could think about is you <laughs> <laughs> well we came back and we gave them something to think about on the response track <laughs> nice. uh, but to get back to the story at hand um I, I liked how the uh, the crew came with its own beatboxer, which was it, it ended up being DJ Is. He uh, when when mm-hmm. they rolled up to the like parking lot to just have a little bit of a rap session with the people there, uh, DJ Is yeah. was like their the, yeah beat. their go to beatboxer. They even were able to like, hey slow slow the beat down or speed it up. Like he's uh, you can fine tune the the beats that come with Doctor Is the DJ. or DJ Is. Well, um, the other thing I liked was that showed that not all of the rapping had to be battling uh i mean a lot Mm. most of this movie is like battle rapping people roasting each other but when uh soul george got involved it was just like they're singing together which i thought was super fun i thought that'd be really cool to be a part of i like like that a lot yeah it was all i mean it was all very community driven you know it's all about interacting with each other and you know showing what you got saying what you're selling your mind almost yeah and yeah and soul isn't one like is he doesn't say this line, but he drives um, uh, Jimmy to work one day, and he says, um, well, and Jimmy says to him, hey, Soul, at what point do you just say, fuck it, and stop living he- up here and start living down here? I really like this line. It's like talking about how like he, he's thinking about settling, right? He's thinking about giving up and just like saying, you know, I should just work at the factory, do my best here, and not worry so much about like what might happen, yeah. um, which, is, which is crazy. Well, and Soul George replies with, Dude, it's seven thirty a.m. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like not prepared for this. And that's it. He just says, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah." Like by telling you how early it is, you know it's obviously too early for idea like <laughs> to be discussing ideas like this, uh, which I I thought was well. That's another thing. I thought that the conversations they had in the cars in this movie were some of the more interesting kind of sort of real conversations. I mean, they talked about east east coast versus west coast rapping, how and like how Detroit's yeah. mildly irrelevant. Uh, when it comes to rap and just 
Right, and uh, the Beastie Boys. Yeah, the Beastie Boys. Yeah, just it seemed like conversations they really would be having in 2002, uh, which I thought was good. You know, it should have that. That's uh, it was. I think. Yeah, definitely, because they're they're aware of everything, and I mean that's kind of it. You know, it's always about evolving to the next stage. So. All right, so the next thing I want to talk about is the various actual raps that happen in this. Um, but first, yes. we're going to take a quick break. Uh, so when we return, we will be dis- we'll we'll start off uh, with discussing the various rap battles in this movie. Stay with us. Yo, I gotta save up some money and get the hell out of here. This shit is ridiculous. Well, Jimmy moved in with his mother Cause he ain't got no place to go And now I'm right back in the gutter <laughs> With a garbage bag that's full of clothes Buzz it, buzz it Cause you live at home in a trailer What the hell you gonna do? Yeah! <laughs> Cause I live at home in the trailer. Mom, I'm coming home to you. Uh, break Woo! it down. Uh. Well, my name is Jimmy. His name's Greg Buell. Me, him, and you, we went to the same school. Ooh. This ain't cool. I'm in a rage. He's tapping my mom. We're almost the same age. On the microphone, I drop bombs. Look at his car. Thanks a lot, Mom. <laughs> Here, happy birthday, rabbit. Here's a brand new car, you can have it. A 1928 Delta. This shit won't even get me to the shelter. And I can't even say I'm from Motown. Cause I'm back in the 810 now. Cause I live at home in the trailer. Mom, I'm coming. So let's talk about those rap battles. Yes, well, rap battles, but also just the, the various times that they rap in this movie. Because I was paying attention closely to see when we first hear the Eminem character rap. At the time, didn't know it was Jimmy mm. Smith Jr. yet. And uh, he doesn't rap at the beginning when he's throwing up his mom's spaghetti. He uh, Eventually, we hear him kind of rap when he's putting Lily to bed because he accidentally wakes her up when he returns to his mother's trailer. And he's singing yes. her a lullaby. But he's clearly coming up with it off the top of his head. And even the, yeah, it's all about her. Yeah, it's all about her, and it is sung, but it rhymes, and that's the important part. And it's uh, it's the first little peek into Eminem as a freestyler in this movie, which I thought was a creative way to bring it in because I think they know that we're all on the edge of our seat waiting to hear Eminem rap in this movie. That's right. Because we know what it's all about. Uh, but this movie kind of leads you on a little bit and uh, doesn't give you what you want right away. Yeah, I like that. And I like that that little scene too. You know, so like a lot of this is about like coming from the heart, right? Like showing, saying what's on your mind and like in a creative way. And um, I mean, that scene is a perfect example of yep. that. Um, the next time he raps is when he's with Future and um, Sweet Home Alabama comes on, right? Yes. And I thought this was so creative. It's so natural too. Because at first yeah. I thought it was just a knock towards, uh, what is the guy's name? Who's in there with him? Oh, uh, Michael Shannon? Uh, Greg? Yeah, Greg. Greg Buell. Uh, (laughs) I like the way you said that. Well, the way that Future realizes that Greg is in there is he hears him singing Sweet Home Alabama. But also Sweet Home Alabama, I think, would be kind of uncharacteristic for Eminem to just have on maybe at the house. uh, Because that's not the genre. It is like the stereotypical, like... 
country song. Almost, yes, and it's know? also it's not really a country song, but it is like a redneck song. Yeah, well, it's I, I feel like in this instance they are trying to push it as a country song, and uh, country music is almost the antith- antithesis to rap music. There's like nothing sure. in like nothing similar between those two, and they're they're hard to put together. Although something I mentioned on my last podcast is that there's this album called Hick Hop by Tesher, and it's the, a mixture of rap and country music, and it's it's fire, uh, but. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, the, <laughs> they right. they uh, start freestyling over the Sweet Home Alabama, uh, like the, over the song, and it's good. Like, that's where this movie kind of is, kind of is like a musical to me too, because what even the parts that are like you know off the dome are all really well written, and uh, I thought the Sweet Home Alabama scene was really cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, did, did a good job of like kind of you know, shifting it, you know, making it its own thing. Because that's kind of how that worked too, right? There's all those beats in the in the rap battles and stuff. That's all manufactured for other things, right? Yeah. And so they, um, you know, they just use what this, what's available for them. They, kind of yeah, cool. and he's... Uh, Using the environment around them to shape their their lyrics. Very good, yeah. They, well... Thank you. <laughs> they, because um, again, we haven't seen Shade, Slim Shady yet in this movie really with uh eminem's Mm -hmm. rapping and this while closer to a freestyle rap especially when it breaks into the guitar solo part and eminem actually starts rapping um it's still him just kind of like saying whatever you know cracking jokes about his current situation his mom um but it's i i like it they kind of continuously get closer to what we really want to see which is at the end of this movie um that's right but yeah definitely an iconic scene with the sweet home alabama freestyle uh creative right and then okay so next one i guess they're they're going out in town right and then they they go into the um there's a little group of them and this is when uh soul was singing but before that um b rabbit makes an appearance yeah future passes in the mic future jumps in he starts freestyling which i that just feels like such a superpower that they have like you just go to you're at a social gathering there's a bunch of people and you just walk in and start dropping Vert, like just rhymes that i don't know it's, i feel like it's something that you can just train for like, oh you, you definitely just do can. it enough like you can invest you can like eventually just find the words right you just start practicing thinking like that you know yeah it's all improvisation and a lot of stuff I'm, well, I mean, it is a little bit but i feel like a lot of it you can practice a little bit just like finding words that rhyme right just kind of you know reading your rhyming dictionary before you go to sleep kind of thing <laughs> you know having your notepad your bunch of your wad of papers folded up in your pocket where you just keep yeah i'd like that too like having that wad of papers with him um you know it kind of showed that he was always working on it and it was like totally a mess like there was no structure to it it was just whatever he could think of at the yeah. moment it was like, written down in, like tiny little sections that's so, so uh like <laughs> like underground rapper of him there's all these rappers oh, yeah. that have like the notepad uh i absolutely believe he did that like didn't didn't he do like a, a thing on 60 minutes where he showed like his little box and yep, stuff yep. That, yeah he had like a whole like a little like treasure chest of little like napkins and scraps of paper that he wrote down like ideas for and he just like went through it i um cool. yeah um what's it called there's there's a song by lil wayne called i think it's Ten Thousand bars is what it's called and mm. it, it's there's a music video for it or like a uh yeah, there's a 35 minute like video of Lil Wayne because uh, he used to do the same thing. He used to always write down anything he could think of, all of his raps that he thought were good. He would write down, and he eventually uh, accumulated 10,000 bars. And then, 
in one session he wrapped all of them he took his wrap notebooks and everything he had and wrapped them all in one continuous go and then he like gave up writing down it was his wraps from then on he went off the dome and he had like transcended rap yeah uh it didn't i mean there some of them are pretty good um but after that he That's said insane. that like when he went into the studio it was all just coming out of his brain uh, so that for him to write these songs. That's not that's not a very good excuse. I mean, that's pretty cool, but like, oh, no. Like, oh, I'm just going to not going to write down anything anymore. Well, because like, the, the, he didn't want to, like, I guess, repeat himself or something. He, like, reached his peak. I mean, there's a whole story behind 10,000 bars. But, uh, you know, that's, that sounds pretty that's cool. like a typical rap. or uh, Not even typical, but it's, you know, something that you see with these acclaimed rappers is the process, you know, the hard work, the fact that it's always going on. Yeah. And... I assume since they didn't have cell phones, you when you're on the bus, you're probably pretty bored. So you know, might as well work on your on your raps. Because that one thing they True. also did low key was he was in in the car, and one of his boys was like, "Hey, I got this new like here's a new eight track with beats on it." He go Eminem like here's some more fuel for the fire, uh, which <laughs> I don't know anybody who just yeah. listens to instrumentals. You know, like that's uh, it's pretty. I, I don't know. It's it's all part of the process. Kind of cool to get a look in at that. It is pretty cool. I like that a lot. Um, so the next rap is with um, the lunchline. Is that right? I think so. With exhibit. yeah, we already talked about the scene. This thing's pretty good. Um, I I do like the kind of like, it almost like they're so frustrated. They're like, there's no other way to get out, you know. Um, and then exhibit comes in. and He's like, yeah, you know, screw you, lady. And then Eminem's like, no, like screw you, exhibit. I wonder how. Uh... Yo, dog. <laughs> I wonder how. <laughs> I wonder how realistic it is to have three different freestylers in one factory lunch line. You know. I mean, I had two different SoundCloud rappers at my work, so. I mean, yo, fair enough. You know, I, I just. Uh, I, it probably happens, you know? especially in an environment like that, where it's just so like hip hop is such a part of the culture. Yeah. You know. Um. I don't know. It seems it almost seems believable. Plus, like it, this movie does kind of have that musical quality where you kind of have to just suspend disbelief and like everybody, <laughs> everybody who raps is good. Yeah, and actually, so. Exhibit was not taking any prisoners. He like mercilessly cut down this one fat guy who was standing there, and he couldn't do anything yeah, about he it. There. He, he's just like uh, he just kind of just shrugged, looking around, he's like, like yeah. uh, I guess, like yeah, I'm fat, I'm fat, and like you just on the butt of every joke. Yeah, you just made everybody laugh with a like a, amazing rhyme about how fat I am. So great, like and I've got nothing. I I don't rhyme, so I have no comeback for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, which yeah, I guess it, it, that's why I think that the, like being able to do that's kind of like a superpower, right? Because just coming up to somebody and be yeah. like, "Hey, you fat idiot," is it nearly as good as like owning them with a clever rhyme? You know, they they can't, that's they true. almost can't even get mad because they're just like, "That was so, so damn clever." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's pretty good. Well, actually, uh, okay, can I so take then... a side uh, from this because when he's in yes. line. Isn't that when Alex shows up at his work? When it, right after he finishes yes. that rap battle there? Yeah. So do you want to talk about Alex in depth? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well, well, let's do it now then. So because okay. she shows up and there is like it goes from like pretty light, well, pretty good like freestyle rap session or rap battle yeah. to very intense and graphic, very sex heavy scene. petting. Like, <laughs> like that is like I was, I was like, why? why yeah, I... I was like, they're gonna get caught, right? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, they ha- they had to like speed up the relationship, I guess, because like they had 
only a couple scenes before and then like they have to establish that like she was cheating on him later um so like from the story perspective it kind of makes sense but it's like yeah like this is escalating very quickly like they had said maybe 10 or 20 words to each other and they hadn't like even kissed at this point and she's already like all right let's you know let's get undressed and have sex at work like from the very first moment you meet her she's so thirsty well that's not true from from the second time you meet her. When you first meet her, she's just kind of showing up to, to like, to, to be there, right? And then later on, she, like, totally approaches him and is like, oh, you're amazing. And it's like, yeah, you haven't even heard me speak yet. Like, how do you know anything about me? What? Besides, like, what your friends say and what do your friends know? She definitely like, buys into the hype and she's not wrong, though. Yeah, but, like, come on. It's hard to believe because she's clearly just like, she hasn't experienced it yet, I guess, but she just buys in as soon as she meets don't... him. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I guess that's part of like the whole thing. It's like I mean, I'm, like there's no there's no doubt that Jimmy's the best or whatever, right? Like the only he his rap abilities are no match for anyone. So he's like even the, the even the girls know it. They just can smell it on him. Yeah, he's like the Superman of rap. He's just unlimited power. He can destroy you if he wants to. Like if you if yeah. I wanted you to be roasted, you'd be like, you'd be roasted. You'd be you'd toast. be burned at the to the crisp. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and then like and then. Obviously, she cheats on him with um, with Wink, and like that whole scene is confusing too because they're they're at the radio station, the radio station that they invited Jimmy to be at, right? <laughs> yeah. Like they're like, all right, what's about to happen in the next five minutes? Jimmy's gonna show up, right? Okay, let's have sex. Wait, yeah, wait, it's um, they're they're like, wait a second, are you sure we're at the right radio station? Uh, yeah, we're supposed to be at the radio station with absolutely no security. Oh, oh yeah, yeah th- I guess we are at the right radio station. Because Eminem walks into this amazing... <laughs> he's like, like, oh, I'm supposed to be at this place. And you're like, who are you talking here to be with? And he's like, uh... And they're like, oh, I think they're down there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the fact that he's, like, name-dropping anybody in the building maybe clues him into the fact that he might belong uh, yeah. there. But he's dressed like a bum, walking into this amazing. nice... they're just nice used to having shady, slim, shady characters into the... In the um. Yeah, let's mention it. I guess so. Maybe that was just their thing. It's like, yeah, rappers just come and go. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, they all look like this. I guess so. But uh, uh, yeah, so, actually, I, I, one thing I did really enjoy was having the uh, the the conversation with Big O, the, the guy mm. who was getting interviewed on the radio station, while yeah. while the fight was going on in the other room. It's like soundproof, so they can't hear it. So there's a talking to Big O. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've been in the game for like 15 years, and like in the background <laughs> you see Eminem like beating the shit out of him. I thought that was. It kind of reminded me of like doing a podcast. It's like no matter what happens in the background, you have to pretend that there's nothing happening. <laughs> That's uh no yeah it was a uh, I that was great. hilarious juxtaposition and yeah, it was. Uh, and ju- there you go we'll, we'll plug juxtaposition into our podcast once again I feel like thank it, you for you saying it because I can't say it, it. it makes it I avoid saying that today in like a com- casual conversation it um <laughs> yeah no it, it makes it into the podcast every episode but um. Yeah, I thought that that was pretty funny. Uh, well, okay, let's just let's complete our conversation. Well, no, I want to talk about one more thing about Alex, actually. Right. No, um, and then and she she shows back up um, at the end after, you know, and she's still like, oh, you're so awesome and everything. And like, and, and she shows up at Jimmy's work and is like, um, hey, they're having the rap battle again. Like, aren't you going to go down there? And he's like, nah, I'm going to work here because, you know, I'm a sensible person. But then he's like, nah, she talked me into it. It's like, I don't understand how that works exactly. Like, I guess he still he still likes her, or like, did she say something that was really like thought provoking? 
you know she did say she did say that he was afraid right like something like that and he was like yeah maybe i am afraid yeah i'm i don't know i i didn't i felt that's like a week for me like i wish it would i wish it would have been one of his friends that had shown up you know because that would have been more powerful and like shown that like they are always there for him even when they when he like pushes them away yeah because they that's kind of like the whole theme in this movie yeah no i i for me alex is not very compelling i i thought she was confusing and kind of a troublemaker when i heard that she left for new york i was like good good riddance yeah so i didn't think she was i I thought she was bad news and i also thought eminem's original girlfriend janine was bad news because well first we don't see anything of her but then she shows up and she's causing drama at work and eminem's trying to be professional and then please don't do this here yeah yeah and then when he sends her away the thing is he might be wrong you know he he uh, we found out in that scene that he left without saying anything and he just left the car there and didn't explain himself yeah you should probably explain yourself especially it sounded like it's a pretty serious relationship so yeah he definitely messed up there but he was like trying to be responsible and have his job but and as she's walking away she's like oh yeah also i heard about this really traumatic thing that happened to you and fuck you you know it's like <laughs> oh all right janine like <laughs> i hate you too damn like <sighs> i had no reason to ha- you have any sympathy for janine uh in this yeah. movie and then especially yeah, after not super good. when Eminem almost went back to her after he got like cheated on. I'm doing that in air quotes because I, I don't feel like they were really in a relationship or anything uh, yeah. with Alex. He like drove to Janine's place and saw her through the window. You know what I thought when I saw through the window? I was like, damn, she's got what? a nice apartment. Like <laughs> Eminem, <laughs> Eminem should try to live there. <laughs> That's I didn't think about that, but you're totally right. Because well, he, he did like finding a place to live is so hard for him and uh yeah like he's living with his mom in her trailer yeah it, and like she's getting evicted from right and she just spends all her money at bingo <laughs> which yeah that's that's a whole nother conversation i do want to get to the mom at some point uh, okay. but let's let's try not to do too much at once uh, but yeah i just thought eminem's love interests in this movie were not uh very reputable i mean it not not a big fan of either one yeah, but like in real life, his like his love life is like really crazy. Um, way more interesting, I think, because yeah. um, there was this girl named Kim something. Ooh, I'm not. I'm blanking on her name. Um, Kim Scott. Um, she was like she was a runaway, and she stayed in Eminem's house when she was like 15 or something, and they started a relationship that went like on and off for like decades almost like they got married twice wow they met married broke up or got divorced and they got married again um and they had like a couple of kids or something and then, like right now i think like the last thing they said on wikipedia is that like they're on good they're on good terms um but it's like it's really really crazy like this girl that she kind of like, grew up with um that they had like this really you know rough relationship with so yeah and i mean i guess i've been too much for the story um yeah it's much easier to just kind of have these like like one-dimensional female characters but still i thought that was a lot more interesting than the actual things that happen in this movie agreed when, when you become when you go back to being somebody's wife do you become their ex ex-wife because you're no longer their ex-wife <laughs> ex-ex-wife or do you or or do you retain the status of ex-wife and just gain the status of wife as well you're both because you did also get divorced from this person so they're your ex-wife and your wife so you can you can be like that <laughs> sounds like my ex-wife and it's like she's right there and she's like and she's standing right next to you at the, <laughs> at the thing 
Um, all right. That sounds like a good idea. Oh, I might have to see if I can get that worked into my wedding. Yeah, in we're going to a sitcom somehow. Yeah. My ex ex wife. <laughs> um, so, yes. All right. Now we're back onto the battles here because I believe. Yes. The next battle we see is the actual battles, right? The the ending ones. I think so, yeah. Um, and regardless, yeah, we'll just go ahead and jump to those. Uh, the the last three <laughs> battles where Eminem with uh, uh with the lickety split Lotto and Papa Doc. Yes, a first of all, okay. Do you want to, I want to mention Papa Doc? I do like his name a lot. It's two superlatives. You know, usually oh. other like <laughs> other names are like Papa Joe or you know Papa Bill or like you know. Dr. Dre, for yeah, example. Yeah. But he's Papa Doc. I do like that. I didn't <laughs> notice that before, but that is a pretty good rap name. Anyway, um, yeah, the the rap battles here are really good. Uh, a lot of good back and forth and stuff. Yeah, the first okay, you the first one though, when, the way that he ends Lickety Split's whole career was when he fucking moons him. When he oh, like pulls good. his pants down, he's like and and like repeats the same line that he said. It's like I'm gonna walk my ass back to the like, 810, back to his uh, trailer park yeah. or whatever. And like I I did not see that coming. I like sitting in my room watching this movie. I was like, oh, you know, like <laughs> covering, like putting my fist in front of my mouth. You know, just really that was that was a sick. Yeah, part. yeah, very good. Well, I like the, the one against Lotto, the uh, more the seven digits from your mama tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that one was good. I like that a lot. So yeah, and that's what uh, you can count on from this movie. And I think that at the base level, that's what makes this whole movie possible. The pitch of this movie uh, is that mm. like there's gonna be rap battles, but the rap battles are gonna be uh, constructed by Eminem. So you know they're gonna mm. be good. Anybody else who's trying to put rap in a movie, you can't put shitty rap in a movie. It's very <laughs> easy to be shitty at rapping, uh, and Eminem <laughs> obviously isn't. So I think that that war- is what makes this movie work. Because even if you had the exact same movie, if the bars weren't there, if you weren't legitimately impressed with what was being said, uh, at least to some extent, yeah. you would not enjoy this movie nearly as much because you wouldn't believe it. There's, there's no magic behind bars that aren't fire right i mean the, the whole thing is built up around these this battle at the end right like they talk about oh, from yeah. the very beginning it's like about the next battle and um and it totally pays off it's it's you know something to look forward to and it's definitely worth looking forward to so very good climax agreed and, like, and it delivers it's the reason why people t- have like told me to watch this movie like this is my obviously my first time seeing it but it's the reason why this movie made it onto the list is because people are like oh you don't you don't know what happens in the last rap battle you have to see it you know and this whole movie is building up to that rap battle and i think it is it is a nice payoff it really is especially when now that we're on to the third one when he flips the script because it's easy eminem's really good at remembering their lines and turning them against them uh which is the way that he won the first two and if he just did that for a third time to be the champion that'd be good but it wouldn't be great and what he does is kills him without even letting him drop his own verse uh by by saying all the stuff that he would have said about him which is yeah that's that's crazy yeah yeah, it was really good, and the, like that's what I'm talking about that at the beginning. You know, he has to accept who he is in order for that to like be a thing, right? Like, in order to for criticism to bounce off you, you have to address it first, or you have to like say it doesn't bother me if if you criticize me for this. So, there's yeah, some really good stuff, um, and, and all about. And it's really not even about him. I mean, it, no, it is about him. It's about how it, like he's more privileged, which was I thought was so interesting. Like he had a better background like he went to private school and his name was clarence and things and that, like, <laughs> like at least you can't be a halfway crook yeah right? like he like he's not a full gangster so he's uh 
I liked that a lot. Well, I, 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 yeah, because I also liked how he got the crowd going, and he was, like, saying all this stuff that is easy for the crowd to agree with uh, yeah. and getting their hands up. And then he points out while they're all, like, going ham, he's like, notice that he's the only one, like, not getting crunk with it right now. Like, who's not, right, right, like, right. joining in it's on so good. all the things that we all agree uh, are things <laughs> that we agreed to, right? And, like, oh, that was so good. Like, what, what a way to turn the crowd against <laughs> Yeah, that him. was really good. Um, I liked that a lot. Which is very – Really quick. Key. Yeah. Um, which uh, th- yeah. those, those rap battles are worth analyzing multiple times because it's kind of hard to catch it all in one go because he's quick. Uh, Plus the um, the acapella parts too when the music stops and he I didn't know that was I thought that was against the rules but I mean it was really cool seeing him just kind of like go without the beat you know because that's definitely like an Eminem thing it's like him just kind of by himself. Yeah, and um, I guess and- I-, I look at it as it's harder to be good at freestyle rapping without the beat. So yeah, definitely. I mean that, that's that's what it's so shown in the movie, and I think I agree with that. Um, and yeah, he does a great job, uh, like doing that and delivers every time. So, cause like, it's not even like he, he has to finish his sentence. He's like, Oh, I'm going to go acapella now. Like he says it every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, such a satisfying climax to this movie. Um, you know, it brings it all together with him accepting who he is and using that as his way to defeat like the ultimate bad guy, Papa Doc. Yeah. With the guys that beat him up like a couple hours before. Yes. Which solidified them as hateable. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hateable. Oh yeah, it's just like if you didn't if you didn't have a reason why you'd want Eminem to lyrically annihilate them before, now you do because they beat him right. up while he was totally defenseless and didn't fight back. And they yeah, were and they he... were doing it because he beat up a guy who like stole his girl. So there, at no point did you feel any sort of uh, sympathy for them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and he like took the he took totally like the high road, right? He did, he destroyed them in a public space like by using his talent versus like you know using getting his friends together and shooting him or something yes and and i the thing that for me uh makes this so good because um this kind of goes back to the stuff we talked about with sucker punch where you can see something that you really like but if you don't put the context in there uh to make it relevant for the movie to make it appropriate for the movie it's kind of cheating right and it's really difficult to set up something like a rap battle or a really good fight scene with special effects uh where you're not just doing it to give them the rap battle or to give them the special effects to make it so that the special effects are warranted to make it so the rap battle is warranted uh is difficult and i think this movie does a good job of tying it all together and making it the thing that we showed up for which is seeing Eminem destroy people on the mic uh, is exactly what needs to happen to conclude the the plot logically and to top it off it doesn't even oversell it he becomes the weekly champion right not the greatest rapper of all time the weekly champion is something good but it's not he didn't just save Detroit or become a multi-million like yeah, he didn't get rapper. the record label or yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, right? which his w- life things, didn't change because of this. Exactly, things that were in the movie and potential something he would want, but it, it didn't have to be that. This victory was it, it is it is its own thing. It's worth appreciating and it's realistic. So you don't have to compromise your uh, you know view of reality to enjoy Eminem's epic victory over uh, free yeah. world. I think that like that's that's such a good point, and it's like a really powerful part of this movie. It's like. The rap battles stand up on their own, but like having all that context with them builds it up to be a really satisfying conclusion, even if you don't even like rap. So yes. yeah, I, 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 you know, I really appreciate that, and I think that's um, a really good point, Ben. Yeah, well, even though like because rap battles are fun to watch, like on YouTube, like real rap battles are fun to watch, uh, but yeah. these wouldn't be 
even though they're just as clever, same words you're hearing, it wouldn't be as good if you didn't watch the whole movie before seeing them because a lot, you know, it, it all comes together and kind of builds there, which I think is why this movie is remembered. It's why people who see this movie say, you should also see it uh, because that's it, it, it delivers strongly on that, mainly because it's Eminem who's doing the rapping. Yeah. Um, so uh, one person I, I want to transition to a little bit is uh, is Greg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the uh the boyfriend um who like i guess they they know they knew him from high school like he's he's supposed to be like younger than eminem's mom or, or jimmy's mom right yeah um and he's like waiting for his settlement check from a car accident or something so he's just like basically lazing around like <laughs> making making trouble yep um yeah but i, I the reason why i want to talk about him is because he's played by michael shannon who i really like i think he's a great bad guy and everything um he does he, he's such a He's such a good, like, angry face guy, you know? Yeah. He's got that um that perfect mug for punching. <laughs> and, and it did, and punched, it did get in this movie. Yes, it did. Yeah, he's great. He's also always a good antagonist and stuff. And I like him as, like, kind of, like, the deadbeat. He's always he's usually kind of, like, the suave businessman, I think. He's always kind of, like, high up. Um, but it's kind of seeing him down in the down here in the, the gutter of Detroit. It was kind of nice. Yeah, and he... Uh... Like what? What a odd situation to have somebody from your high school dating your mom. Yeah, exactly. Super weird. <laughs> but okay, so let's talk about the mom uh, because that's yes. something. What did we learn from her in this movie? That it's okay to be a deadbeat parent because you eventually win bingo and everything will be fine. Yeah. So I was confused about that too because like everything kind of like everything was going downhill for Eminem, and then there's kind of like this weird like shift in the universe, like. And then everything starts going well. Like, I don't know what to take away from that, right? Like, is the bingo supposed to represent like fate, or is it supposed to be like a, like kind of like the how the universe is seeing you in that moment? Because like all this bad stuff happens in the very beginning, right? Like his girlfriend leaves him, and or he leaves his girlfriend or whatever, right? And he has to move in with his mom again, um, and then like he loses the rap battle, and his he doesn't have a car, and he has to fix the car, and you know all this stuff, and then like. The mom's getting evicted and it just kind of gets lower and lower until eventually she wins money conveniently at bingo, even though she never won before. The only thing that she won at bingo before was Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, suddenly that's okay. And then and then Jimmy's job starts going better. Like, he, like his, job, his boss recognizes him and starts giving him more hours. And um, then he, of course, goes to the rap battle and wins that and everything. And, like, the deal with Wink was actually good. It's just that Wink screwed it up. So, like, all of that stuff, like, was positive stuff that kind of came along the same time. I don't like. I don't know what to take away from that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. And it was kind of a mixed message because it, it's sort of like you got to work hard and nothing's gonna be handed to you. But also things might just be handed to you. And they, yeah, like, exactly. Like the mom is not working. She's relying on hopefully Greg's settlement check, which has to be one of the, like the laziest ways to get by ever. It's like is your boyfriend's settlement? Check? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and then when that doesn't work out, she's like, well. Got to keep playing the lottery, essentially, by going to bingo. Yeah, that's the bingo. answer, and it works. So you really don't learn anything from that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Yeah, and she's not a, like a great parent or anything. But I, um, I don't know. I, I feel like I appreciated her as a, as a character. I felt like she was kind of multi dimensional. You know, she isn't like she isn't shown to be very smart or like very savvy with her money or anything. But she does seem to care about her daughter and her son. You know, she does stand up for Eminem or for Jimmy, and for um you know 
who takes him in and everything. Like, eventually, she, I mean, she kicks him out after she gets drunk, but, like, she, like, welcomes him back with open arms and, is, and like, gives him the car and everything. You know, she, she does support him and, like, love him. Yeah, so. I, I almost felt like it was kind of going for a realistic portrayal of mothers because it's not always uh, roses and daisies with your mom. Uh, right. Especially when money is tight, like complicates things. So uh, I guess you can just get it's like this is what having a mom is actually like. But I just felt like her winning the lottery or winning at bingo was just like a huh. Yeah, I don't like. I guess it's only that one thing that really confuses me. But it just it is. It goes against it the is grain. Like right, but it is like a important thing. I guess it has to. They have to tie up the eviction thing. But like, does the eviction thing even need to happen? I don't know. Like it was. I don't know. It was confusing, and I'm not sure what to what to, what to make of that. Because well, it does it does? I feel like it does cheapen Eminem's or Jimmy's accomplishments in this movie because, like, you are supposed to believe that he's working to to get where he's going to be, but if he's just getting by because he's lucky, it's like that doesn't make you special. You're lucky. No, um, no. So, well, the other one I want to talk about is uh, Lily, his little sister. Yeah, and violence in front of children i guess and the message <laughs> that this movie was trying to send about that yeah um well i mean that's what like there's a big fight sort of mostly just a beat down jimmy just gets beat up in front of his sister well yeah i mean um, even just like in the in the apartment too he's like oh that's don't right. argue in or sorry apartment uh trailer i uh, was like don't argue in front of these like trying to protect her from the the conflicts they have in their life. although i feel like it's pretty hard to hide that in a trailer like yeah home. definitely um, she's pretty but i guess i could just boil it down to this movie is trying to encourage you not to like fight in front of your kid because uh, it definitely yeah. makes it look bad yeah but like i don't know there's something you can do about that you know your life is set in such turmoil that constantly like she's gonna be exposed to that as soon as she can understand it right yeah i don't know i mean yeah i don't know the kind of stress is probably not good for a kid especially not that young but like still that is how that is the world she lives in. I guess that's the extent of it. It's like we wish this wouldn't happen, but <laughs> that's it. Um, we wish this wouldn't happen, so we put it in our movie. Yep, <laughs> isn't it horrific? Yep, it sure is. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, well that covers everything that I want to talk about. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that covers it for me. I enjoyed this movie. I'm glad I've seen it because I think it's iconic. Um, although. I, I don't think it's I don't think it changes I, I don't know, it's a pretty good movie I would say it's uh, okay it doesn't change anything Haas yeah I, I don't think like Eminem I thought was a surprisingly good actor for somebody who is a rapper me too I also thought he was a good actor although he doesn't really have a lot of facial expressions it is kind of mostly just like yeah he did he he cast himself in the perfect role because it didn't <laughs> need I thought he looks a lot like Elijah Wood doesn't he he does have similar eyes to Elijah Wood I would agree with that <laughs> A similar face altogether um but but yeah i i enjoyed this movie and uh i'm glad i've seen it it's it's iconic i definitely uh, like it more now after talking to you um but because when i first saw it i was like uh I, well i wasn't really super excited to watch it and then after i watched it i was like oh i guess that was pretty good i didn't have a lot of complaints for it but after talking to you about it kind of dissecting it i feel like there is a lot of good stuff from it yeah so. agreed and i i understand why it has uh survived the test of time it's a movie that's still remembered and referenced uh, yeah but at the same time it's not it's not topping my f- favorite movies um so yeah, yeah. It's neither for me but All right. 
I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, we are on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. P- please review us if you uh, if you enjoyed the uh, the podcast. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Joey. Absolutely, anytime. All right, and we are out. Done. Cut it.